episode well, two. Episode two. Why would you listen to a second episode of this? Terrible decision making on that, your part. That's not true. Gonna lie. Hey, at least it could be the people. You know, it could be the people we ask to give us a second chance. You know, think, the second chance is actually giving us a second chance. Yeah. Thank you for coming back again. And if you know you didn't listen to the first episode, and this is your first time here. You know, actually get to hear us talk about something that's actually happened. Welcome to Evan and Freddy Talk Survivor. I am Evan. I'm Freddy, and week one has actually finally happened now. The first three episodes of the season, so we have something to actually talk about this time, which is always good. And I think there's a lot to talk about because it has been a pretty big week and a lot of things. It's been an exciting start, I will admit. Yeah, there's been a lot of things happening, and um, I think it's rather interesting, honestly, because I think what both of us said in the first episode um i think we have a lot to talk about with our predictions and what we wanted to see from the season because i think we both have a few things to say about that but it's been an interesting first week in yeah along with that you know some some very interesting things have happened as well you know in the actual show so yeah lots to talk about today hopefully we don't go on for too long but um, I guess we'll start with episode one, and in the very beginning, well, it kind of made me laugh do we, a little. Well, because yeah. we're, I think the little <laughs> like Mad oh, all the old Mad Max even out back, and it, it literally yeah, it literally was Mad Max. Like I'm not even kidding at this point. It was it was Mad Max. Like Mad- you had all the bronze in like trucks and utes and stuff, and all the brains in like these little buggies, and they like faced off, and it was it was like pretty cringe. It was like they they, they ran with thing. it. And if you're watching it on YouTube, we'll play some of the clips over the top of the video. But, um... Okay. Yeah, getting fancy now. Um, but yeah, the Mad Max intro was quite funny, and of course it always falls into the stylized sort of thing that Australian Survivor always has going. Um, but I thought it was a bit of fun. I didn't mind it. I thought it was really cool. Um... Yeah, it... it you know, it, it's just funny to see, like, our first sort of, like, prediction... Like, yeah. already true than the first couple seconds of yeah. the show. But then, um, other than that, again, I sort of feel funny. like the whole Brain vs. Brawn, at least from that point onwards, is still a little, like, overplayed a little. Yeah. Even by, like, the castaways themselves, because they're going like, oh, we're going to beat these nerds or whatever. You know, you hear the Brawn saying them, and then, you know. And again, like, even, you know, I think, what was it? Was his name Johnny or something? That's no, all right. Um, he, he, he was like, oh, it's going to be like Attack of the Nerds, you know, in a challenge. It's just like, I don't know if the producers are telling him to like, oh, play I it up a little. I reckon that was but, definitely um, scripted. I think some of the parts where they're all just standing like at the challenges waiting, Jonathan's talking to them and yeah. asks them questions. That's definitely scripted. There's no way. Yeah. Because some of that, um, um the trash it, talk bit at the very start of the season, um, before the first challenge, that was very funny. <laughs> That was a bit interesting. It was, it sort of felt a little like, ooh, you know what I mean? But, um, it was yeah, first challenge, you know, started off with a challenge right off the bat, you know, not even, you know, playing around with a challenge. Um, I'm going to say, I didn't know, I didn't mind the design of it. It looked promising to begin with, at least with a sort of puzzle. And they had that whole sort of, um, you know, you can you know, do this brawn bit, or you can do this brain bit, and then, you know, a puzzle that requires brawn strength, and I thought it was fairly balanced. Obviously, the brains were a bit stupid going yeah. for the sliding puzzle, and then be like, 
oh, I can't do this, and then going for, like, the log after Braun had already started on their puzzle. I think it was everyone just like... watching that knew that the... I think the log was always going to be the better option for either tribe, in my opinion. Mm. It's just what I saw from it. I thought the log would have been a better option either way. And then we saw, um, I think it was Andrew it's try just... and move on to the thing, yeah. and then just give up, and then just grab the axe and just start no. chopping at it. Yeah, that, that... That was kind of dense from him, I will admit, him just sort of walking up going, oh, what do I need to get out? Like, what do I need to slide out? It's just like, fuck it, go. I don't know, maybe the one with the pattern on top of it that's yeah. a little lower than the rest. And the fact that she couldn't solve that, she was trying to, I think from what looking at, I think if she like tried to slide it through the middle and then across it would have worked. They were literally right there at the solution. They just did one wrong step and they sort of ended up, you know, screwing themselves over. And, uh... Yeah, the the final rotating, cha- you know, bit in that challenge as well, I thought was very interesting. It had a good mix, I reckon, because you need the strength to actually move the things, but you also need to know what the hell you were doing. Yeah. Um, and I think Brain did catch up a little. It's hard to tell with the editing how much they really did catch up. Because That's it looks like in the, the episode, they caught up, like, immediately. Like, it, it looked like they did really well. And I think if they... Well, it looks like from the show, if... um. They had just been a little speedier on the challenge, and Wei didn't sort of choke a little bit uh, on the direction, and they all weren't sort of... Because, honestly, Brain's Tribe, they were completely disjointed at the start of that challenge. They were they were, I mean, they were so stupid. But Brain's Tribe... And all, yeah, and already in that challenge, we started to see George rubbing people the wrong way. Like, oh, he was down the bottom, you know, yelling at, you know... Is it Wei or Wei? I don't know. Oh, telling you what to do. Yeah. Telling her what to do. And that was that was the first moment where, you know, his ego sort of you know, showed its true colours, but you yeah. know I think interesting character. Yeah, but I think um the biggest problem with that challenge was how uh Wei choked and the whole tribe uh sort of at the start. Because look, I think and that's sort of when uh we started to see Wei get a bit of a target on her back because she just she got up there and hey, well one, no one was listening to her at the start of that challenge. Which was stupid. Mm. Everyone was just down at yeah. the bottom, just yelling amongst each other. Nobody could hear Way, and Way doesn't seem like a very loud person. So that was a oh, not at all. mistake number one from the Brains Tribe, and that doesn't set them up too well for future challenges. I think after that challenge, they adjusted all right um, to working together, but that was yeah. really not a great start for them. And we started to see some of the players assert themselves into the tribes. I think Braun Tribe worked so cohesively well. Like, they were good. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think mm-hmm. you would have guessed if you just watched that challenge out of context that they had just all met each other and only had, like, what, like five on-screen minutes together. Yeah, and, and Simon, I reckon, yeah, Simon really did pull his weight, I reckon, sort of in the sort of watchdog position as well in that challenge. I'm sort of, you know, seeing, you know, him seeming useful very early on, I guess, is what I was trying to say. Um, but, I think a lot yeah. of them assert there was... themselves very well at the start. You sort of were able to get a feel for most of the characters, I think. Mm. And then there was, the, well, of course, the reward itself, which was the decision between the sort of what survival kit and fire. And at I know start? some people were criticising you know, their fun. choice of the survival kit over fire, but like in the long run, that survival kit is definitely going to you know, be more beneficial with with like all that tarp and everything. Like all the brains still have is just a bark covering themselves. 
And meanwhile, you know, Braun had all this sort of, you know, tarp and like nets and stuff that was pretty good, I reckon. And they ended up getting fire anyway. And it's like, I, th- I, don't, I don't know when they will. At some point, they will get a flint, though, I feel. And it's sort of like that sort of survival stuff is going to last you a lot longer than just a little bit of fire will. Although, of course, I'm underestimating how cold it really does get. Yeah, because I think we saw that, um, look, fire wasn't really an issue for either of the tribes too much. Uh, Brains obviously struggled a little bit with it. Um, not helped by the fact that George was being a bit of a tool. Um, well, what I was really, like, curious about is, like, why the hell did it take them so long to get fire when they have a literal survival expert on their tribe? Like, I thought his whole shtick was, like, you know, isn't survival 101, like, the first basic you've got to master is making fire from just sticks, right? I thought that's the first thing a survival expert needs to be considered a survival expert, and yet it took him a week to get fire. It was so... I don't know, and another prediction that went wrong, actually, I found, Andrew hasn't promoted his tour yet. He's actually been fairly silent the entire time. The only time he really got any airtime was the third episode. Yeah. Uh... Which, and also, I think with the sort of celebrity aspects that we talked about um, last season, I think they've done a, I think they've done a decently good job at not glamorizing us. No, it hasn't actually seemed too bad. Yes, there are the sort of cringe I still moments think where they, they sort of got the like B-roll this. footage of, like, everyone just sort of circling around, which is just kind I of think, like... I think the funniest on, B-roll I saw, there's two of them. There's the one of Baden where it's, like, going through his bike and he's, like, there with his arms crossed... And there's yeah. one, I think it's Haley. I think. I think it might be Haley who um is just standing in the middle of the room with, like, the brain and is just, like, oh, just eyeing the camera. A... That was so bad. bad one, oh, my God. Another bad one, I think, was, like, I think it was Emmett. And he's, like, sort of standing on, like, a little fence and he's just, like, got his fist out like that towards the camera. And it looks so bad. But <laughs> think... since you mentioned Baden, um, it was really stupid the reason he was on the brain tribe like did you listen to them they, like he was like yeah you know, like, oh, you gotta make, cycle, a, million you gotta make quick a million decisions a seconds so it's like piss off like it's he's so obviously stupid. the densest person on that tribe and he's there for balance but it's, it's just so like stupid come on. and i don't know i thought yeah i thought i thought they'd lean more into the poker aspect if they're putting them onto the brains tribe but no they didn't mention it at no. all they, they mentioned... didn't mention it at all it's, yeah they literally twist it so on the website it was like oh poker you know good mind and then in the episode they decided to spin it like nah you know got to make a lot of smart decisions while riding a bike otherwise you're screwed and it's just yeah. like <sighs> it's just so strange <clears throat> so interesting but um i think and with the with the two people I think stuck out to us on the brains tribe that should have been the brawn, which is Andrew and Baden, unless we had someone else, but I don't think we did. No, that was it. Yeah. Um. Well, especially um, especially those two is in their like little montage bits to introduce you to them. They haven't mentioned like any reason why they should be on the brains tribe. It's just like, oh yeah, I'm a survival expert, and like, oh yeah, I've done cycling, and we got to make quick decisions. Like, they, they haven't justified their position on the Brains tribe at all. I reckon Andrew's a little more justified, because actually getting a look at him, he's not really that brawny at all. Like, he's really skinny and scrawny, and like, yeah, while he's like lean and muscular, he, he doesn't look like he has too much strength in him, and especially like he's not 
he looks tall and light. Because again, in that, I think it was second immunity challenge uh, where they had to sort of lift them up to put the balls through the net. Mm. He was like, you know, first person they put up there because he looked super light and, you know, it worked out for them. Um, but yeah, so I don't think he's as bad, but Baden was just the most hilarious by far. Where it was like, yeah, a million decisions, you know, each second. Like, come on, man. Yeah. They haven't justified their position on the Brains Tribe at all. It's just so strange. And I think we might as well talk about the dynamic of the Brains Tribe now. Because I think in the first episode it was decently okay, but obviously we had um, Wei sort of putting a bit of a target on her back with not being great in challenges. Mm, yeah. And we saw well, that in the immunity challenge as well. Um, where she was a bit of a a bit of a dead weight, honestly, on the tribe because she's Ooh, not very physical. Yeah. She's not very physical. No. She she is the brains player, um, oh, which course, is like you course. know understanding. She, she kind of like is. yeah, but she kind of choked a little in that aspect as well, I guess. Yeah. Um, especially in that first reward, I can't. Why well, can't I remember what the first immunity challenge was? The first because, immunity yeah. challenge was just an obstacle course with something around oh. a puzzle. I'm pro- I'm guessing it's. Probably. Oh no! Yeah, it oh, was that wait, one where they yeah. were, they slid down and there was all that dirt and whatever, and like yeah. it, I don't know. And I guess that sort of plays into what I think we've both said about the challenges each night. One, they're not balanced at, least at all. They're not that balanced. That, that one was yeah, not great. I can remember. Okay, at least the reward challenges have been terrible in balance. I guess we'll just sort of mention them all now because there's no real. Yeah. Instead of sort of, you know, wait, putting it off. Every single reward challenge has been technically that first one. But then the second one, it was literally wrestle some guy to get a bag in your, that in your was, thing. There's no reason for that to be. There's, it's no, there's no balance in that at all. It makes. There's no, no sense. balance in that at all. Because the point is, okay, sure, if they're a little smaller, they can crawl through a lot quicker, right? Yeah. And which we did see the brains get through first a lot of the time. But the problem was, when I first watched it, I was under the impression that there was a bag for each tribe. And I thought, wow, that's pretty well designed. Because if they can get through first, it will require a lot more nah. effort to catch up. No, nah, there's this one bag Australian which means you survivor. can just drag them into your tribe's square, right? Because if there were two, you've got the interesting dynamic of, okay... They've made it this far. I've now got to drag them back, get my own bag, and get my bag there first, right? And then that you get you get rewarded for being the first to pick to grab the bag from the ground. But with just one bag, there's no reason for you to get there first, other than you know, unless you totally demolish them like Emmett did, even though he almost you know loved that. Yeah, who, um, and I've got a bit of a problem with Emmett as he stands at the moment, but I'll. Leave that until we talk about the Brawn tribe. But um, I think, yeah, that the reward challenges haven't been great. And I think especially episode three, Tuesday night's one, was terrible. Was st- Where's the balance? The- there, was, there wasn't any balance. At least with the wrestling one, there was the argument that speed or whatever agility. was some sort of, you know, agility, small size to, you know, crawl under things. That was at least a balancing factor sort of ruined by this. Because I think what we've discovered from the Brawn tribe is it's not just anything physical they excel at. It's really just pure strength. Yeah. And that makes a lot more sense when you think about just Brawn. And you can't have, because, you know, in other challenges, there have been physical aspects where it's not just pure strength. And we've seen the brains beat Brawn. You know, yeah. especially in the immunity challenges, 
you know, they've sort of beaten them to the puzzle or whatever is at the end, you know, most of the time. But these, you know, that third reward challenge was just strength. Like, that was ridiculous. Not only did you need strength to throw the water into the trough, you needed strength to hold the trough up as well, and you also needed size to block the water coming through the trough. All three things which the brain tribe doesn't have. Yeah. Yeah. That reward challenge was terrible, and at least I think the that reward was really is, stupid. At least the reward itself wasn't that great. Yeah, of just tea and coffee plus like the family shit. Uh, we'll talk about that later when we get to. We'll talk episode about that three. In episode three, but episode one, uh, I guess the immunity challenge. Um, of course, we saw the um, way was a bit of a dead weight, and I think that put her onto the chopping block for that night. Yeah, and um, she knew that as soon as they got back. She um, knew that, and I guess that's sort of where we started. George to see knew that. The yeah, I guess we'll talk about George a little bit because he has positioned himself as the villain of Australian Survivor so far in well, this. Season. I haven't, I haven't actually seen him say in the show, but in sort of, I think at the promo after episode two. No, they had some clip of him calling himself King George, which is fucking hilarious. They, his Instagram handle is literally like King George of Bankstown or something. Uh, so just, just a little... I'm not going to lie. Just a little funny himself. thing. You know, what if what if the whole reason he's on there is like a smear campaign from, you know, the Liberal Party? You know, they're trying to... Like, look at this <laughs> dickhead who's, who works for the Labour Party. Vote, yeah. vote blue. Channel right? 10 is working with the Liberals. Chelsea <laughs> over the Greens. Next season, we'll have an idiot liberal on there. Whoa. We've cracked it. We've cracked. He's it. like pro natural gas or whatever. No. Yeah, but um, but we've seen George get um. He is the villain of the show so far. I'd argue. Look, as much as a dickhead he is, I will admit he makes things kind of interesting. Oh, he shakes it not... up a lot. Like I want him gone, not... but also I see why he's. I see why he's fun to have on the show. But I also just want him gone. I really don't like him. He... I mean, he... I just don't sort like of him. Just, he, you know, but I don't like him as a person, but it's always entertaining because he always plays, like, the the part of, like, insane dickhead who just makes things interesting just because he's an absolute cock. Yeah. And then also just, like, clown. Like, literal clown. Like, whenever he's like, oh, yeah, swap me in. Like, I can be really strong and do this or whatever. Okay, and we saw, um... Yeah, and we saw Baden confront George about that in episode two, and George just completely well, crumbled. That was the challenge. Now I'm remembering the challenge from episode one, where they had the slingshots, right? Yeah, that was it. Yeah. So, I remember there was an interesting thing that I highlighted, because George's whole plan for Tribal episode one was to get Mitch out, right, the Doctor. Yeah. And they had an interesting thing they highlighted, which would have been interesting if Mitch ended up going, which, which he didn't. But um, there's a thing where they saw a butting heads off the side where Mitch wanted the person um, flinging to switch and George didn't. And arguably that probably ended up with them losing it because I think it was... was it, is it Johnny, the, the bald guy? Um, is it Joey? To remember all that. Joey. Yeah. I was close. Joey, I'm pretty sure, was slinging first and he hit one and he was probably getting into a bit of a rhythm. Mitch was like, nah, switch out, you're tired. And they like highlighted that shot yeah, you know that ended up with Andrew switching in, and then they ended up losing because of that. Because Simon just got in rhythm, just sort of don't think the back to back, but the editing <laughs> implied that he did. Yeah. Um. So that was interesting. Um. But yeah, that that would have been interesting. 
it was an interesting thing to highlight to sort of you know sort of smear Mitch a little, but he never he never ended up copying any votes really. Um, so Mitch, Mitch didn't really get any. He didn't. No, he didn't get any at all. I don't think. Unfortunately, Phil was the one to go that episode, which is a shame because Phil is awesome. They are awesome. Um, Phil's, Phil's all, like, well, we got a response from him. Yeah, we um shot an email over to Phil, uh, see if we could get him on the show. I think Channel 10 and Endemol have everyone under NDAs <laughs> until the end of the season. But um, he was like, hit us up when the show's over. And yeah, so, like, so Man, we'll have Phil's some post-show cool interviews for the seven Chilly people Philly. that listen. Yeah, but yeah. Um, uh, Phil was awesome. They were really cool. It was a shame to see them go, and their hat was awesome yeah. too. Really loved yeah. Phil's hat. Look, look at our um, but look, there's the advantage as well. Okay, which is kinda... we need to talk about that because I have very strong opinions on that. Look, why don't, you, why don't you lead us off on your strong opinions on the advantage? I think first they're pulling out advantages and idols way too early in the show because we've seen kez mm-hmm. have an idol in episode three um yeah well i'd hope everyone's watched it because we're analyzing the whole week but um, yeah. we, we've seen so we've seen two adva- two advantages in three episodes which i think isn't that good but specifically with george's advantage one it was episode one it was episode Come one on. two it was hidden in plain sight it was so obviously producer okay. planted just to stir shit up I don't know if it was planted for George I, specifically. The the, the, the way it was yeah. shot insinuated that the advantage was there next to the well from the beginning, hidden in, yeah. like, right in the open, just on the ground. But they very well could have placed it just before George got there and George only to give George the advantage. I'm not sure. But yeah, I'm not sure how... At least from the way that done. they filmed the episode, it seems like it was there from the beginning and could have been anyone that grabbed it. I but think that's what we can't they're be trying sure. to... Portray. I think that's what they're trying to say. But, um, look, I thought that advantage way too early for something like that. And also, it was to save half of the tribe. It was an which, overpowered advantage when you think about it. It was way too overpowered. I think, look, look, George and two others, I wouldn't have that much of a problem with it. But George and but, five others? But, well, just anyone and five others. Anyone. Well, that's the point. Yeah. Actually, like, the fact that it was on. George made it not that overpowered when you think about it, because George grew up... Because if we look at the numbers like this, it could have... It had the opportunity to be one of the most overpowered advantages from the get-go, right? Twelve in the tribe, you save five other people, including yourself, that's six. One person gets voted out out of the other five, I mean, out of the other six, and then you've got five left, right? Now, if you aren't George and don't screw up with your screw up your relationship with everyone you saved... And actually get an alliance with them. From Tribal 1, you have a majority 6-5 alliance. The power that that advantage had, if used correctly, which would have been thankfully insane. George didn't, George would have been didn't. insane. If Mitch yeah. got that, I do not doubt that he would have already gotten a 6-5 majority alliance from the first Tribal. Which is, in th- that shouldn't be allowed, right? Yeah. Like, it you should have to work for the advantage. It was way too. It was way too early for something like that. It was way too overpowered. Like saving half the tribe is stupid. Why? It was pretty obvious in the narrative who was going Advantage- home that night. It, advantages like that only work when it's a small amount of people, right? It can't be half of the tribe though. It should have been like two others. Yeah. 
Yeah. The drawback is it's weaker than an idol in the sense that you can't cast a vote still, right? Yeah, and I but think the point you is when use it that tribal, I believe. Yeah, when you get yeah. advantages like that, there have been advantages like other seasons where I think it's just themselves they can take out of the tribal and they're safe, but they can't vote. But you know, when you're doing that with so many people, when you're doing that with half the tribe, he could have even used it in another strategic way. Say he wanted, you know, he already had a posse that yeah. he wanted to vote someone out. And then he knew what the opposing alliance was. He could literally just take them out and nullify all their votes. And then his alliance automatically wins. Like the yeah. amount of different ways that could have been used to literally play that tribal council exactly how he wanted it, and future tribal councils. is just, yeah. it, it, It's ridiculous that they even thought of putting that in there. But thankfully, George screwed it up. Yeah. And I think the people he selected to save as well were a bit interesting. Because we had him save um, Baden, and who's the girl that he saved? I can't remember her name. I don't think she's gotten too much screen time. She literally, he literally said to her, are we talking about the one with the short white hair? I believe so, yeah. I remember her name, yeah. Like, he literally said to her the next... They both looked like they were saved by him. Yeah, and he literally said to her the next day, like, oh, you know, I saved all the weakest members yeah. in the tribe. And he said and it so was, like, loud. Are you I he know. Said, so, he made sure like, everyone right could hear. Yeah, right. So, and he thought like he was saying something cool, like, "Yeah, you guys are the weakest. I saved you." But it really, just that's what really it was like. Just like he screwed. He screwed this up. He's not going to get the majority alliance from the start. Like, thankfully. Yeah, but, I think he's really stuffed himself, <sighs> and he's glad, and he is very lucky that Brains has has won the other two immunities, because he would have been gone. Just yeah, I think I think they don't want him around anymore because he's just a bit of a dick around camp as well. At least when they were fishing in the third episode, on the fire as well. It's things like, wow, you guys started a fire while I was out on a walk. He was going like, oh, we shouldn't be blistering, you know, our you know strongest people's hands to make a fire. Like, bro, shut up. Like, seriously? It was so stupid. And I think something else he tied into because a lot of his reason for saving way in the first episode was he didn't think it was fair to um vote out the weak immediately and i know a lot of people were sort of um i know a lot of people were sort of agreeing with him a little bit in that um it's the brains tribe they shouldn't be voting based on physicality but i think that was a problem that was caused by production when the challenges just haven't been balanced so I don't think it's a problem with the castaways just going with the default of vote out the weak. It's the castaways seeing the challenges and going, okay, they are so obviously physically slanted. Way is going to be no use to us, or Phil is going to be no use to us in this challenge. Well, I want to debate that sort of physicality thing, you know, just a little bit. Because while, yes, the reward challenges have been terrible... The immunity's been no, this, okay. The first immunity was not great at all. The second immunity was okay. In my opinion, the third immunity challenge was the most balanced they've had yet. Absolutely, because they had the puzzle at the very start. It was very physical. It's I was not physical, and there was also a lot it's... of balance and dexterity required. You know, at least in that road course and the seesaw at the end. Yeah. Um. Because then again, we saw at least when you know, Braun couldn't you know brute force it with like pure strength. Yeah, they were Brains literally. Literally blew them out of the water before they can even get to the seesaw, which is yeah. insane. Like that, like come on. Um, yeah. I guess we're going a little ahead of ourselves, though. 
But um, um, yeah, I think, and then Phil going home was a shame. Phil was awesome. I would have really Phil liked to see awesome. more of them. I would have liked to see more of them. Um, yeah. Their hat was awesome too. Phil's but, hat was so cool. And the fact that they gave it to the rest of the tribe to keep, like, whoo! Yeah. That was, that was good. good that was good. Call. That was good good call. on them. But it's a shame to see Phil go. Um, it's a shame, but uh, I guess that's just the way it went. Because honestly, well, once George had saved his little attempted posse, um, didn't work at all. Yeah, God. once once he tried to do that, um, the mood in tribal was a bit uncertain. But I think everyone knew that they were going to be voting out Phil that night, which was a shame. Yeah, but um, and Phil, thanks for responding to our email. But um, if you do listen to this, thanks, Phil. Yeah, hopefully we'll um get to chat to you at the end of the season. But that wrapped that'd up be, episode one. Really cool. And I think episode yeah. one in general was a little bit boring. But it will it, it's first episode, you can only do too much. You can't have any sick plays in the first episode, which is why I think they threw that advantage in there. Maybe. But George yeah. didn't really entertain all of its possibilities at all. He didn't strategically choose who he wanted to say. He just you know he didn't even, I don't even know if he wanted to work those people. So it had the opportunity to at least be cool in sort of the players' way of it. In challenges, it was boring because they were so kind of one-sided. Um, yeah. yeah. I think, at least players-wise as well, but it was a missed opportunity on George's behalf. I think we saw, look, episode one, you're intru- it's really a cast introduction episode. And, yeah, um, for sure. I I think because I think it really came to fix itself in episode two, because I think episode <clears> two was, in my opinion, the most exciting one of the week. In my opinion, I, uh, I can see why people would disagree. I know a lot of people are saying episode three was the um, peak of the week, well. but I thought episode two's um episode two's tribal, I thought was it was so glorious, but it ended so terribly. And well, I, I guess hated, we'll talk I hated, about that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, just, we'll just start from the start of the episode. Where um, reward challenge? I think we already touched on how that was stupid. How they had to wrestle. Yeah. For that. Uh, we, we don't Again, at least the reward. Yeah. At least and the reward saw... itself wasn't like too great. Like, sort of, you know, honey and bread, and yeah. once they had salt oil and some it other wasn't stuff. Critical. Like, it, it's not critical, unlike the survival kit. It's nice to have, but also not a massive deal, especially when it's day four. Or day three. Exactly. Like, I... That's the other thing I want to talk about a little bit later is how soft this season kind of seems. Like, it seems fairly... Absolutely. Fairly they soft. Are... But I'll get, into that. I'll get into that later when we talk about the next reward. Yeah. That, but, that's um, what pissed me off the most. I think, yeah, I, ha- I wasn't that keen on episode three's reward too much. But um, what I found with an episode two, we also started to see with the reward challenge uh the beginning of sort of i guess the minor villain arc of emmet because we sort of yeah, saw he's, uh, he's a very he's sort of like george where he's very full of himself well george as well sort of made a fool of himself in that challenge as well yeah volunteering to go up against gavin yeah and we like, saw like, his size yeah it's just like bro come on but yeah emmet emmet taunting kind of a dick move um, to be the sole reason for Janelle to want to boot Emmett, I, I don't, don't know. think that was right, but I could see why Janelle wasn't happy with it. The way she could, I thought it was stupid. 
I wasn't happy with him either, but I more wanted him gone because he also seemed like a genuine threat. Like, out of the three, you know, the three amigos at that point, you know, Gavin, Simon, Emmett. Emmett does seem like the most dangerous. Simon is quite level-headed, I feel, but also predictable. Whereas Emmett, I feel, could be a wild card. Emmett, I think, is trying to be the next David. The way That's he what acts, a lot of people have said. But... The way he acts is just like David. He tries to do those whole sort of, like, yeah, we've got it for sure, bruh. Like, it probably gets like, yeah, uh, but like, also, you're not as good as him. But also, like, he's tried to become the next David, but nobody is calling him the next David. Everyone's calling him the shittier David. Yeah, and he's there's it that just meme, a failed There's that one on Australian Survivor memes where it's like a uh, brand name and it's David and then generic and it's Emmett. And it's Emmett, yeah. Yeah. It's just like, oh, Emmett stupid. is no golden god. Emmett is absolutely no golden god. And I don't think he ever will be because David is such an iconic incredible character and, i know and and he was you know, nice we as well david was actually a nice person unlike yeah, what emma has been edited to be so far what, what we've seen of he Emma's could so yeah he could not be like that again it could be we've always got to be wary with channel 10 where it could be straight up editing to make him look bad but at least that taunting thing like that wasn't cool look, i think that was stupid. it's not like I don't, I don't think he still could have lost it being as close to his square as he could. He definitely could have wrestled it back, which we did. But the fact that it wasn't just game, set, match, he should have just dunked it in as soon as he had the option. He could have taunted for a bit, but, like, it was just stupid. Yeah. To, to just and look at like, whoa, like... Oh, and it's bro. put that target on his back as well now because, you know, people already aren't too keen on him. And we saw that heading into the immunity challenge that episode, which we might as well talk about because there isn't much to say about the reward. And post no, reward is yeah. Nothing happened in that area. We saw the Brawn tribe get a bit closer, and that's it. And that's also, I think, when I started to get a bit worried about the challenges as well, because of course the first reward and immunity not great. The first reward, sorry, the second reward terrible. Terrible. I started to that get very was, worried about the challenges. I was worried. Um. You know, we were wrong about the second immunity challenge. Uh, we said, oh, I don't think they're going to have any massive water ones because they're not near an ocean. But obviously, they're near a big yeah. enough lake or basin or whatever yeah. it was to just have a massive water challenge. Which is, Look, you know, I'm fine. not complaining about it. It's a good mix-up. Yeah. It was fine. Um, I didn't mind it. We were obviously going to say something like that. But, um, yeah. Uh, what was the second immunity challenge? God, I can't remember exactly what it was. So they had to, like, sort of oh, no, like yeah. swim out and you jump and you go down, like, sort of back. Yeah. With the barrels. With the balls. And then yeah, the and you like poke yeah. the balls and you put the balls in the thing, get the key, and you throw and the key over and you do the puzzle, right? puzzle. Yeah. We um I'm just gonna say about how much that pissed me off. Sorry. Okay. Just yeah. The editing for the puzzle was terrible because they edited it like Brains was massively ahead the entire time and then Brawn's quickly catched caught up and it was close. When really, if they they accident, oh no, accidentally, but it was a bad idea to put the wide shots in when they were still trying to trade the narrative that Brains was far ahead. Because if you actually look, Ron was literally right at that tail. Like it could have gone either way. Yeah. And I think the little you know advantage on time that Brains did had probably you know helped them win. And they sort of played it up that Janelle and Danny screwed it up badly. Yeah. But they really didn't. It was really close. And yet the editing portrayed that it wasn't. And it kind of is just annoying to see that. Because, like, yeah, I get you're trying to make it, like, more entertaining. But it's just, like, really... That was really obvious. Yeah. Yeah. I think... 
And the immunity challenger still couldn't have been as balanced as it could have been. But obviously we saw the brains take out their first immunity and their first challenge for the whole thing. Um, yeah. Which is good. And obviously that saved George that night. Um, but I just yeah, think still, I still think I'm getting a little antsy about the challenges still. Um, because that was still a very physical challenge with just a puzzle tactic. It's still a lot of physical, but again, at least they didn't have the opportunity to sort of brute force it with strength. Yeah. Like, no. strength can only get you so far when you need to swim, and you also need at least the slight dexterity to poke out the balls. Yeah. And, um, look, I think it was a decent challenge overall, and of course it was nice to see the brains take out their first win. Yeah, of um, course. And then... I think once we finished off that immunity challenge, we started to see something really interesting form, but it was a shame because it all flatlined at the end. And Again, course... it was... Yeah, it was, it was similar to episode one, that sort of whole narrative of, oh, things could be turned on their heads, and then they just weren't. Like, everything plays it up, oh, wow, Emmett's really in trouble here. And then there was one, one vote thrown to him, and that was Janelle. Yeah. It's like... Because... That... Yeah, because we've seen... Had the opportunity to be good. That pre-tribal was really interesting, and that got me excited. Because... There were so many different ways it could have gone. And there were a lot of different ways that it was planned. But then it just... Didn't. Because what, what we did saw... we have? We had, we had the prospect of the girls' alliance. Yeah. Which was the only plan to vote Emmett. I thought it was a possibility, but... No I thought one it would happened, that. but nobody voted Emmett. Then there was the general tribe majority thought to vote out Janelle because of the pure strength thing. And then there was then, literally just Emmett trying to be a dickhead for no reason and pull out a, and pull out a blind side for no reason. First yeah. brains, not brains, first brawn tribal. There was no reason to like do I, that other than just to sort of tickle his pickle, you know? I think it was... <laughs> I think it was an interesting thing because um of course what we saw we saw the girls alliance went nowhere we went but nowhere i thought it had op- i but thought it was an opportunity but yeah. i just didn't understand why emmett immediately went to shannon against shannon because some people said because shannon was trying to get the girls versus boys thing going but one i don't know how emmett would have found out about that exactly and two the only reason I can think of a way that Emmett would have found out about that is if um Danny told him. But was Danny even involved in the original Girls' Alliance? I think so, because I think it was six or so girls. Like, who are the, oh, who are the girls? Hold on, let's just oh, count them. Yeah. We've got Danny, Kez, Flick, Chelsea, um, who else? We had Janelle at that time as well. Yeah. I think it was only five. Oh, and Shannon. I'm just having a look it? at the episode now to see if I can find the bit where the girls' alliance is sort of formed. I think that and... was it. I think it's only six girls and it was six boys. Yeah. Um. So, well, I guess the most they could have gotten there was a draw, but it was a possibility. Especially if they did try to... If the girls did stick with the girls' alliance and Simon, Emmett, Gavin did vote Shannon, then it would be 633 and it gone. Yeah. But that didn't happen. It was kind of annoying to see um, 
we've already got our first sort of established goats on the brain tribe, yeah. not brain tribe, brawn tribe. Um, you know, at least my personal opinion headlining that is um, Danny and Chelsea. They get nothing out of that alliance with the boys, and well, they still followed them. Episode three, we did see Danny sort of break into some independence. Sorry, Danny. No, sorry. Hang on. I've got the names mixed up. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. Sorry. Danny, Danny. It's confusing. Shit, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Thinking, yeah, Danny and Chelsea, you know, they had really no reason to follow them. And they don't seem to want to do anything of their own either. They were initially with the whole Janelle thing. Maybe, it, you know, for a time they were with the Girls Alliance and then they were with the boys. Yeah. Um, they just seem to just follow whatever looks most appealing, I guess. Um, so it was kind of disappointing to see them not have any sort of backbone to play. I did like the fact that Flick stood her ground, um, and I reckon she's going to develop into a very interesting player. Hopefully she gets more screen time than the other Flick. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think the divide between all of the players now in the Braun tribe is really interesting. And, of course, we saw the emergence of what I would call was is the core alliance of the brawn tribe uh which would be simon gavin and emmett yeah along with their little with their but well, those are you know attempted the, um... attempted chelsea flick danny and in episode three we saw flick switch with danny yeah um but them still trying to trying to get that majority six alliance but they seem to be the biggest threat at the moment in that tribe yeah i and then we got to the tribal, because honestly, it looked like it was going against Emmett, that episode. It Especially like with Emmett the questions going. thrown around, there was the big battle, you know, between Janelle and Emmett, and it's like, surely something is happening here to make, you know, all this arrogance for Emmett bite him in the ass. Yeah. And then we saw nothing happen. It fizzled nothing completely. Happened. And what was it? I think it was, uh, I think, I think it was six to Janelle, four to Shannon. Four to Shannon. No, no, no. It was... No, no, sorry. Six to Janelle, five to Shannon, one to... No, no. It was was seven to Janelle. Are you sure? Four to Shannon. Yeah, yeah. Because here's how it's played out. So there was the six of Simon, um, Gavin, Emmett, Chelsea, Flick, Danny. Now, we know Flick changed and voted Janelle, and this is just the funniest thing to me. Gavin was just a dumbass and thought they were still voting for Janelle and put yeah. Janelle's name down, which just leaves those four that voted for Shannon. Um, yeah. That's just hilarious to me. He did mention it was a bit blindsided at the end of... Um, he did mention in the third episode's Tribal he was feeling a Part bit... Of the... Feeling a bit surprised, a bit blindsided. He wasn't expecting those results. Even though they were literally random, yeah, we're voting Shannon. He didn't seem to get the clue, and we saw Gavin be a bit clueless there, which I guess came back to bite him a little bit. No, but even even that, um, I guess we'll get into it when you talk about the third episode trial, but I don't think it was his cluelessness that was the downfall of him. Because if it it was the cluelessness that was the downfall of him, we would have seen Emma and Simon turn on him. And they didn't. I don't think they ever knew that he screwed up. Yeah. Or he might have told them. Well, hey, here's my here's my opinion on it. If he did tell them, 
it was like a lose-lose. The moment he did that, he was kind of screwed. Because if he did tell them that he did do it, they might turn on him or he might be the first to go from that alliance just because he's kind of useless like yeah. that. Yeah. But he had no idea. But then if he didn't tell them and they found out, then they'd think that he was working against them and again, he'd become their target. So either way, he, he had the opportunity to become their target. Yeah. But he never did, thankfully. But we've Although... got the Emmett and Simon sort of bromance that's going on. The And I think that tribal... Um, when, when Janelle, sorry, when Janelle got kicked out, I think that's established sort of Emmett as sort of owning the Braun tribe. I think mm -hmm. that or, tribe is very much his at this point. Or at least Emmett and Simon, I'd say, because the editing in the second episode very strongly framed it as Emmett as the ringleader. And then the third episode strangely switched to a narrative where Simon was the ringleader. It was, it was very confusing to see. And I think, yeah, but before we get into the third episode, I guess we saw Janelle head home that episode, of course. Um, Which was sad because look, I really thought something was going to happen. And I thought the way she was fighting tooth and nail, and I thought she'd, find, she'd found a way to dodge out she of the crosshair. She was head. having a go. She was having a go, and I was genuinely convinced that she had somehow found a way to sort of, you know, dodge the crosshairs, you know, on her head. And she didn't. It yeah. just was edited in a way to make us believe, and then they just cucked us. It's just like, come on, man. Yeah, it was such oh. a disappointing tribal. It was It was so yeah, exciting. It, really was. It, was, it was going to happen. It was so exciting. It had potential. But it just, just nothing came of it. And it was so sad because I was so excited. And then at the end of that episode, I just sort of went, what? And an interesting thing we saw as well is Shannon voted with, um, with Emmett and Simon to go against Janelle, which was in her worst interest, in my opinion. Well, I don't know if it was with them. I don't know if they were the ones that manufactured the Janelle vote or if it was general. Because from what I saw, it was just the general tribe consensus to vote Janelle because she was the weakest. Yeah. But it was nice to have a... She was the most normal of all of all the brawn. Mm. Um, it was nice to have her around. I think she could have taken on sort of like maybe a Pia Miranda sort of role in the season. I think she, she never really got the chance. Yeah, she never got the chance. I don't. I guess we're gonna say this a lot with all the early boots, but we can't really comment much on how good they were because we didn't get to see anything. Um, I will. I'm just we, saw, we saw Janelle, Janelle fight. Had... We saw Janelle fight, but if she that's... stuck around a little longer, I think she could have become a genuine threat, especially after a swap or a merge. But just in the whole brains versus brawn thing, she was kind of screwed over by that. Um, if she was placed on the brains tribe, she'd still be around. But the whole, you know, brains versus brawn thing meant that brawn wanted to sort of keep the whole "oh, we're big and strong" narrative, and they just kicked the only person that didn't really fit that hold on to the strength exactly but it was nice to see her and uh i think she would have been a really cool player but we just didn't get to see sure. much of her um except i did respect how she tried to because i think she did they did say in her um intro that played in the first episode it was the second episode i don't remember the whole week is sort of blurred as one a little bit for me but, um, <laughs> yeah. um but she said she will be playing a social game and we she saw tried. her try that. And to be fair, she would have if well she she almost did. She was close. It but was nobody had 
but nobody had like a spine to go against um the objective objectively the most powerful people in that tribe now and that's going to come back to bite oh, everyone yeah. else i think and and again we saw that i guess it's ample time to move into the third episode i guess we saw that in the third episode because we did um, see inadvertently a member of that core alliance fall almost yeah almost flip almost um yeah. look what do we what do we have so nothing yeah. much happened i guess oh nothing we had the fire start. At the Brains start. got fired. That's the other thing we forgot to mention yeah. of Simon also cementing himself as a valuable asset to Braun because he created fire on the second episode. I think that was day three or four. Yeah, while Brains Brain didn't fire. get it until later. Yeah. Brains got fire like day five, six, seven, maybe. Um, oh, I don't know. It was at the start of that episode where Andrew finally did something. Yeah. <laughs> like, finally got Survival the fire going. Survival expert. You know? Yeah. And we hold, had the whole George again being a dick. He's just, just being like, oh. He's an interesting and exciting player to have. And also, if you go to 10 play now, he is the front page of 10 play. Um, oh, he's the most marketable for sure. Yeah, but his photo just is so ill. He's <laughs> infuriating. That's the whole point about it. His photo is just so ill. But look, I don't think anything at the start of the episode, I don't think there's much to talk about there because the start of the episode is always a bit of bluff. But um, what it's, we did—it's just camp life, yeah. What we did see, we saw the intro. They didn't have right, an intro. Yes. Yeah. I thought they had gone down the US route. The US recently dropped their intro. I think intro. I don't know if it was Winners at War or the season before that that they dropped the intro. Nice to be fair, I love the intro. I love the song. I love the, the intro. Is so good. Stuff. But I reckon they did it for good reason. Um, and that's because if you have a look at the intro, all the B-roll cuts of each. Um, passed away seems to be from those first two maybe three episodes yeah um so they didn't really spoil anything so they could have been avoiding that for spoiler warnings because i think there was a sort of spoiler where we knew david would stick around for a bit because we kept seeing him in the intro um you know in all stars in a challenge that we didn't see until sort of like a week or so in or a little more than that i think it was a couple weeks in that we didn't see that challenge so you know Every time we didn't see that, we were like, oh, David's, you know, he's still going to survive this episode, right? Yeah. So I think they partially did to avoid spoilers. Yeah. Um, but I'm happy that to see it, that it's still there and that they haven't gone down the American path. Yeah. Um, it like it gets of... you into the mood. It gets you into, like, the survivor no, mood. Like... And it's so fun. Because yeah. like, my theory was either... Um, Channel 10 told them, we don't need it this year. And then they saw Twitter, and they were like, oh, crap. Uh, sure, let's get it back. And then they went yeah, back so to the, they... the episodes. Yeah. Either they threw it together last minute, or it was... They were avoiding spoilers. using footage yeah. from that first, those first three episodes. Yeah. Um, but we saw the return of the intro, which is very welcome, because the Survivor Twitter account did put out, calm down, intro's coming back. <laughs> um, yeah. and jonathan said that as well on his but it was nice to see that back and then i guess the first uh reward challenge holy shit doo -doo. that was Absolute terrible doo -doo. that was so bad was... it was all physical oh, no mental it couldn't be nothing. less balanced again i said this before it was pure strength there was yeah. nothing other than pure strength the only mental aspect of this challenge that i could possibly think of is endurance for whole for holding that 
trough up. But of course, thinking to yourself, I can do it, I can do it, is not going to make that trough any lighter. And that thing looked like it was getting really bloody heavy. So yeah, that I was mean, a terrible I challenge. Ain't no brain cell holding that up. Like, come on. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you know, we had Baden and Rachel um, holding wow. it up. So all Braun was holding it up anyway. Um, it was actually interesting that Baden was the... It was actually Baden that collapsed and not Rachel. Yeah. Rachel's good. We haven't seen much of her yet. No, other than the whole George calling her one of the weakest, which isn't evidently isn't true if she was still holding the trough up even when Baden was struggling. Exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was just... I thought that challenge was terrible, but I guess it didn't really matter because we did have the reward, which was the tea. Um, nice little motivation boost. And they had, they had um, photos... And then they had the family photos. That and that's the biggest... That was... Too early, I'll let you go. I thought it was too yeah. early. It's what makes me feel like they're soft. Like, it was day six, maybe day seven at Reward Challenge. I think it was actually day seven. Day seven, and they were already getting family photos? Okay, yeah, fine, that's okay. But if they're already getting emotional over it, like, bro, how yeah. homesick do you get? It's been a week. And, you know, yeah. my brother did bring up a good point to me. Oh, maybe they, you know, had already been quarantining for, like, two weeks prior to the season oh, to actually be able okay. to start. That's a good but point, even, actually. But yeah. even still, they had they had contact with their family that entire time. They had photos. They had phone calls. They had video calls. Yeah. It's not like they were completely isolated like they are now. Yeah. Um, I just, just thought it was too early. I thought it was a nice way for the tribe to bond. It was a nice way to get some backstory the tribe to into these characters. But it just it felt soft. Yeah. Yeah. Usually it's done much later, like, at least past merge. And, you know, both you and I, we've been on, you know, three-week camps. Not quite the same. Not the same, because we're not... Not the same conditions. Yeah. Like, we have tents and good food and, like, you know, fire and stuff. Yeah. But, like... It's still three weeks, you know, not at home, you know, like hiking every single day. It's You know, zero yeah, contact with yeah. anyone other than the people you're with at all. And it's like not that hard. Like I would not be tearing up after a week being away. Yeah. But, and even still, if they had that two week quarantine, I wouldn't be tearing up. I wasn't even tearing up at the end of that. Like when I came home, it's like. Yeah. It just felt so very, very early for us. Because I think the last, when they did it last year, they didn't do it for, like, a couple weeks. And then they were saying, like, oh, you know, it reminded us why we're here. Bitch, you've been here for, like, six days. Come on. But, um, it's like one person from your tribe has been voted out at this point. One person yeah. from the other tribe. You've barely been here. Why are you being like, oh, yeah, like, oh, it's so good to see them here. Like, dude, stop. Come on. It's... One interesting thing, though. Sorry, sorry, yeah. I keep butting in. No, but one no, interesting no. Thing is I don't, I don't know if production chooses the photos or if the castaways choose the photos. But I if think it's the, the family. The, I think it's the families, surely. Then it's the funniest thing because there's one with Emmett and his like wife or fiance or whatever, mm. and it's the most dicky photo you've ever seen because it's them kind of like, uh, like almost kissing, <laughs> and it's like black and white, and it's really <laughs> produced, and it's just like, of course, that's Emmett's photos. And like, out of anyone that could have had a photo of that, like that, Emmett. of course it was Emmett. Like, yeah. Just... I think it was like, it was a really nice moment, and Emmett, Emmett's one didn't really get any screen time. Emmett, Emmett no, it was just sort of in the background, but I caught a yeah. flash of it, and I'm like, it that's was... the funniest shit I've ever seen. 
Yeah, I think um, I think my favorite moment from that one was probably Gerald with his sister. I thought that was a really mm. nice moment. That was really cute. Yeah. But still, it was way too... Uh, if, well, okay, look, it obviously wasn't if they were getting a bit emotional about it. But I guess like, from a viewer perspective, it just felt a little long. Like, maybe in one of the talking heads, they could have said, oh, you know, after having to quarantine in Queensland. But they haven't really mentioned COVID at all. I haven't mentioned that. keep it out of that. And um, here's, like, the three... Here's, like, the three things. It's, like, episode three, they did it. Only two people have been voted out at this point. One person from the Born Tribe, and they still did it. Yeah. And there's still like 48 days in total and they're only a week in and they're already bringing out a fan for it's just early in every sense of the word it just seems so it just felt too early for that sort of thing and i feel like they're losing they it feels like so far the only of the only um rewards have been food which i think like can you lose the survival kit at the start yeah, well, okay, yeah, well, it was the survival kit, but it had a lot of food in it. Yeah, true. I had, like, fruit, yeah. Yeah. Good chat. I, it just, still, it feels like it's too early for the food as well. It feels like they've got the order of the rewards, or, well, I don't know what they've got lined up later on, but it just feels like they've got the reward system all Yeah, along. but usually you start out with, like, essential equipment. Yeah. Like your stuff like and we'll, they just seem to be throwing food in with it because again in this i think second reward challenge they got like sort of fishing nets they sort of got fishing essentials along with food right yeah. it's just like you sort of keep it just as those sort of survival essentials you know like you know your fishing stuff i don't know maybe some like you know foraging stuff yeah no flint that'd be a huge one um but yeah it's just like all food and family and stuff. It's just like, man, I don't need those sub stories this early. Like, let me actually see something yeah. interesting. But let me actually, that's another thing. Let me actually care about these people first before you start showing me them crying. Because we've yeah. still barely seen every single one of them at this point. Mm. Like, I think, yeah, a lot of them just haven't gotten screen time. Like, I think, um, I think Chelsea has gotten like a tiny little bit. There's one on the Brain Tribe that I know that I can't think of the name of right now that hasn't had any. Same on the Broad. Yeah. There's a couple there that I can't... And I guess at, one, at that point, one of them was Kez, and we'll talk about her in a little bit. But, like, she at least one Benny... We, I've only seen Benny speak once. Yeah, Benny and hasn't he spoken at all. The entrepreneur, he hasn't spoken once. And, well, one. Well, he's spoken once, but he hasn't he... spoken a lot. Uh, who else? He looks, he looks Sigma, but like he hasn't said anything Sigma. Uh, Daney, Big D, he hasn't really said anything on the brawn either. He I'm got his moment. He got his spotlight. He got his moment. We'll just move into the immunity challenge, I guess. Yeah. We'll just get to that. The most balanced so um, far? So you can talk about that later. Oh, yeah, wait, wait, I reckon hang, on, hang on, wait. Sorry, sorry. The reward, we obviously saw Kez secure a clue. Oh, was that then? Yeah, or was that, that, that after... was in the reward. Oh, Sorry, was... I almost forgot about that. that it was in the reward. It was after the reward. It was between reward and immunity. She got the okay, clue yeah. then, but I think she got the idol after they'd lost she, she got She got the idol afterwards, but before we but go the into the immunity, we have the clue. Again, Again it was hiding in plain sight. <laughs> it was pretty obvious, honestly. It was it was worse than the, than the first one. But again, in my opinion, too early. Episode 3, it's better. 
I would have I would have expected to um see idols getting whipped out uh next week. Like later Look, next I week. Wouldn't, I wouldn't have a problem with it if it didn't get played as well. If you just held it, it would have been nice. It would have been cool at least to establish that here so that in future episodes we can always keep in the back of the mind that Kez has an idol. But of course she we, can saw, pull out. we saw how but she we saw it. it. We saw it used. Don't blame her. Into... I don't blame her for that. But I guess we'll talk about the immunity challenge real quick first, because that's when we'll... Yeah. Look, um, I don't know your opinion on it. You said it was the same as the others. I, in I my opinion... Okay. I thought it was the most balanced, but also... I in my opinion, I think it was the best so far. Look, the puzzle at the start was good to see. Again, we saw George actually not be a terrible person for once. Like, the way he went about it was still bad. Okay, the way he was like, look, I see the answer. He was a whiny little shit for, like, a minute or two. And then eventually... But you have to admit... It. He did You had it. to admit, he was probably the biggest reason why they blew that out of the oh, wall so hard. Because Braun was still struggling with that puzzle for so long. And George cracked it for them. No, I... Actually right out of the gate. I fully agree that George um, was a massive... Re if not the reason that our brain got so far ahead but mm. also it just again spoke a bit to his personality um and like how he acts where he saw the solution but he didn't really yell out he was just sort of like i see it i see it i see it i see it like and then eventually yeah. he got in there which i he he did get in there which was great i he think he really did that but that's something he needs to improve his tribe communication yeah, he could have said to them, you've got to move it through the middle, instead of just complaining to the person next to him, telling them how to solve it, instead of yeah. the people actually solving it, how I to solve it. I was yelling at the TV. I was like, but, George, George, just just go. Just tell, just yell out to be like, do this, or get one of them to come back. And eventually yeah, he did. Yeah, exactly. He did eventually. Like, so credit to him for, for doing it. For and doing it, he helped it. Yeah. them get ahead. But... God, yeah, I don't know. That was just, again, just another little sticking point for me. If he hadn't Ooh. set been set up as a villain in the past two episodes, I wouldn't have noticed that. But now every little yeah. thing he's doing for me it just is sort of just stacking up a little bit. Well, here's the other thing as well that I wanted to... Uh, I forgot to mention earlier, but his whole reason for wanting Mitch gone in the first episode was, oh, he's trying to be the ringleader, Anyone who's watched the show before knows that the ringleaders at the start never, you know, never get far. And then immediately George. goes on to say, I want to take control of the tribe. It's just so contradictory. Yeah. And this just shows his personality. He hates anyone that has influence that isn't him. Yeah. Which I guess is a valuable quality as someone that works in politics, mm -hmm. but in Survivor, man, that's not getting you anywhere. It's just, yeah, he hasn't been the best this week will he be the best next week definitely not i think channel 10 even if they have to edit it to shit channel 10 are riding out his villain arc completely they are going all in on that they're going all in on that it'll be a shame if he does go early like russell when he was in there for a tiny bit russell was hilarious oh my god us could never do it but australia did it second no way your final tribal council I don't know why he ever still gets stuck that on, you know, in the US. Anyway, um, I was going to say, but yeah, the whole the whole George villain arc is sort of written out. But in terms of the rest of the challenge, I don't think it was that, you know, bad or like too biased towards bronze anyway. Because, yeah, sort of climbing the wall requires a little bit of strength, but then that sort of 
not quite rope bridge, I don't know what you call it. You know, that sort of uh, yeah. balance more than anything. I think that and was fun. That was barely brawn. Everyone, even Way made it through perfectly fine. So Yeah. Everyone and was I feel like, there. And I feel like the seesaw at the end was meant to be sort of the great equalizer, but we only saw brains, you know, stack, you know, spill their tower once. Yeah. Um, and Braun never even got a chance, I don't think. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say. I think the Seesaw as well would have been good for a great leveller had there been sort of the pressure of the other tribes sort of getting close as well. But because they never got close, I think it sort of made it easy because they could take oh, their time. I think Braun got kind of... Braun was no, kind of close. Like, I think they just got to the Seesaw when Brain won. By close, I mean sort of both tribes on the seesaw oh, okay. and say they've yeah. both got like four stacked high. I think the pressure's on. You're thinking, shit, I've got to go fast. I've got to get these stacked up before them. But yeah. because there wasn't that much time pressure on brain, they could take it a little slow and a little more carefully and just secure it, which is why they only spilled once. I think if both tribes on at the same time, we would have seen a heap of spills because they both would have been trying to go as fast as they could. And there obviously been a lot of up. tension. Yeah. There would have but, been a no. lot more tension. But of course it wasn't needed because Brain smashed that challenge. Again, thanks to George, I guess. Unfortunately, as much as I hate to say it, good work, George. Good work, George. <laughs> well, who knows? Braun might have been a little more evenly matched had they not gotten rid of Janelle. But they never know that because they just immediately wrote off the weakest person. I don't know. With Janelle doesn't strike me as someone who would be able to hit that puzzle immediately like George did. Well, not immediately, it's but like... Yeah. It's what she touted herself as being strong at, but uh look, we don't we don't really know if she would have or not. We never but, got to see. You know we never got to see it. Like it was fair enough them voting her out because to that point the challenges had been very physical. I think this is the first one where it wasn't really a lot of strength required. Yeah. Which is why I liked it the most. Hmm. Um but yeah, look, that's that's their fault for being so bad at that initial puzzle. Yeah. But afterwards, a lot of interesting scenes at the Brawn camp. The Brawn... Okay, so of course we saw Kez get her idol, right? And the way she did that was genius, if I do have to say. That was... Okay, so she's... Flick, I guess, if she never played the idol, Flick knowing would have been important. But um, she's she played it immediately. But the way she used Flick as a cover to get it, it's kind of weird when someone's off sort of digging on their own. Yeah. The fact that she had sighted where it was, and I was like, "Flick, come over." Yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty good. I think getting it back to her bag—that okay. was a little that was, that was hilarious. She first had it at the back of her shorts, didn't look great, and she eventually fumbled it through. And I was expecting another. Um, uh, I don't know who it was. I think it might have been Monica from season four. I don't remember where they put the idol at the back of the pants. But it slid out in front of everyone, and everyone knew she had an idol. I don't know if it was Monica. It might have been someone else. Um, But yeah, I don't know. Was it... Oh, maybe it was Janine. No, I think it was Janine. I don't know, but one of someone in season four did that, and it slid out the back of their pants. And everyone sort of saw it, was like, ooh. So I was expecting another one of those situations, but... And Kez looked so suspicious as well. And also, I think um, da- Danny, Big D, 
Big D knew. I think maybe we we don't know. Well, if he knew, why would he try to swing the vote towards Kez anyway? Not that he voted that way in the end, but still. Well, Look, I think I think in reality she wasn't as suspicious as the editing made it out okay, to be. Probably, yeah. Because I think people are generally doing weird shit around camp. Like you're there, like for an entire day. Of course, someone's going to be doing weird shit, right? Yeah. And, you know, flick with the clutch save of bringing her shoes over to swim. And then she could sort of stuff it in the shoes. That was a pretty clutch save. I think we're going to see Flick and Kaz become very close allies in the game. Um, Yeah, at least it was was a statement, even if she didn't hold on to it, and Flick still doesn't have that knowledge, it was a statement to Flick that she did trust her to let her know in the first place, I think. I think they're going to become very close this game. And also, I think Flick Flick is looking like a really strong player right now as well. I'm sure. And I guess if we talk about further predictions at the end, I do want to talk about Flick a little bit, because I think she's in a really good position right now. Mm. Um, but, the re- but how we approached uh, Tuesday Night's Tribal was very interesting, because of course we had... Uh, Again, multiple angles. Yeah. Well, we only had two main ones this time. Which but they sort, of sw- they sort of switched. So there was initially what, the play against Gavin from the other core alliance that got yeah. Janelle out. Yeah. That was that thing. And was well, 6-5, right? They initially wanted Shannon again. Again, for no real reason. Well, and then they what, recruit, try to recruit Danny, who then again for no reason wants to switch it to Kez. Yeah. So then they go Kez. But it was always sort of going to be on a knife edge, especially when you've got 6-5 alliances. There's always some that could flip, which is what we had the danger with with Dany. Yeah, because uh, the reason I think Dany was sus of um Kez was because um well like look the way it was edited it made it look like Dany spotted her, like it just mm. made it look like that. And then Dany of course went to them and was like, "I'm more comfortable with voting off Kez tonight," because I think he was hoping to flush an idol. And I think he was hoping that Kez, um, that Kez wouldn't play it that night. But of course, he still voted Gavin then. It's a little, he, but that's actually very interesting because your theory that he was trying to flush an idol could have. It makes a lot of sense now that we think about it, right? Yeah. Because I think if he, trying to if he did, if he did spot her, then he wouldn't want her to keep it, right? And here's the thing. Going into that tribal council, Kez had every single reason to think that they were going to go for Shannon again. She had no reason to think that she was, was on the chopping block. The target, right? I thought it was interesting Unless... that Shannon's name never came up that night as well. Like, she yeah, never really um... ha- came up. It was just gone. I thought Emmett would be gunning for it. It was, I think it was just at the start, and then Danny yeah. was like, uh, and then oh, they're like, okay, yes. Danny. Yeah. But the thing is, she wouldn't play it for herself. There's no reason you play it for yourself the day you get it, unless you've caught with that your name is going down. Yeah. And if Danny was trying to flush an idol, he could have told her. Right? Yeah. And if he told her... And we did see the idol getting flushed in the end. We did, we did get we flushed skip, anyway. Because if we skip to the results, it was six on Gavin... And five on Kez. So even if she didn't play it, she was safe. But the interesting thing is that Kassos don't know that. And that was, by the way, Jonathan read the votes. 
He only read nine votes, and there were two left unread, right? But they were both Gavin, what am I thinking? as we could see. They were both Gavin, but even if, what? I think if one of them was Kez, or if both were Kez, no, if one of them was Kez, then her playing the idol wouldn't have been sort of, you know, a flush, yeah. right? But she doesn't know whether or not she burnt it or not. And that's why I think it's very interesting by the way that they did the vote reading because none of them know for certainty whether or not that idol was burnt. Because for all they know, it was six on Kez, five on Gavin, and she played it to save herself. But, you know, without reading those final two notes, uh, final two votes, none of them could be sure. Gavin was going home. Regardless, Gavin was going home. But the only difference it makes is whether or not the idol was burnt or not, which in the end we know it was, which is disappointing to see because I reckon if it stayed in the game a little longer, it could have been a little more interesting. But yeah. I guess it's just, I know, the spicing tribals up more. I think Big D made an amazing... I'm going to keep calling him Big D because I can't... Because I think I'm going to get Danny and Daney mixed up. And Big we'll D calls Big himself, D then, yeah. He calls himself Big, call D, him Big D, well. D He calls himself Big D. It's all good. So, and I think... I think the play that Big D pulled off uh, on Tuesday night was incredible. I think it was so smooth. It was so flawless. He was a swing vote. He was in the most powerful position of the game that night. Second, Mm. he flushed an idol. He flushed Kez's idol. Third, he got rid of of Gavin, who who I'm having a feeling he was seeing as a bit of a threat. And fourth, never blew his cover. That's true. They don't know. And that's the other thing. They will never know, you know, um, at least Simon and now, they will never know whether or not Danny actually voted for them. Exactly. That's the other interesting thing. They don't know if Danny flipped, and Kez doesn't know if she burnt her idol. I don't and that's know. what I really like yeah. about the way they read the votes, because they will never know. I don't know if Danny did it like that intentionally, like if that's what he was always planning, but regardless, it was an incredible play. And he was easily she- the best player of that episode. If it was what he was planning, god damn, that is one of the greatest moves I've ever seen. Even though on the surface it doesn't seem that great. If that At is what he was planning all along... Like haphazard, I think. But if that was what he planned, I don't think so. But if it was what he planned, kudos to him. Because that that's pretty cool if that was what he was yeah. planning. But, of course, we saw Gavin go home uh, that night. And I think we Which both we predicted. called it. We, we did call Gavin going home. Um, Not only with the evidence of him posting on Instagram when they were supposed to be filming the first week, yeah, um, but also just generally, yeah, our thought that, oh, well, he's a footy player. Although he did seem to be more invested in playing the actual game than I thought. Like, he was genuinely, you know... He was doing quite well for himself. I didn't I didn't mind doing him as well for himself. Yeah. And he was, he, it seemed like he was genuinely beat, genuinely beat down by the fact that he had to go already. Yeah. I think... I think I didn't give him enough credit in our initial thoughts and that he actually did want to did want to give it a good crack. And, you know, it's sad that he didn't really him. get to. I but was happy we, with him, yeah. We see the trio broken up. We've seen the, the boys' club as um, they've been referred to, and I think that's good because I think that tribe how, was in trouble if those three were still together. However, mm-hmm. however, they're still a big threat. And that goes... That's purely because they voted out of, you know, any three of them, they went for Gavin, right? 
which I don't know if I was in the same situation, I would go with as I, well. I would well go with Gavin. Gavin's not the, the biggest. Gavin yeah. isn't the biggest strategic threat out of the other two. Personally, I'd go Emmett first yeah. and then Simon and then Gavin. But Emmett Absolutely. and Simon very close. Gavin would be my third pick by far. But I think what influenced them was the fact that Emmett and Simon have been much more useful in challenges than Gavin was simply by their younger age. Yes, Gavin is fairly strong and muscular and built up, but he's also 40, you know, was he 48? Yeah. Something like that. He's 48. And it's also interesting that the two over 40s in Braun are oh, already Braun. gone. They are good. The, Braun's, um, well, now their mean age or median age is completely gone. No, it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. And, um, yeah, because they have no over 40s now, while Brains is still full of them. Yeah. Like, the only person they vote out Phil, how old's Phil? Uh, like twenty three or something. I think, I think. he. I think uh, they were. I think they were twenty eight. Oh, okay. maybe I'll a little check. old. Actually, no, maybe they weren't. Um, I'm pretty I'll sure they were twenty three. I'll give it a check. But we've seen so much. We've we've seen the elimination of the above forties off Braun, and I think that's gonna both. I think benefit Braun in the long run, even though I think the loss of Gavin is gonna hurt a little more than the loss of Janelle. Um, oh, of course it will, but yeah. again, at least strength-wise, I, don't, it, I back their you know, call that it's not going to hurt them strength-wise as much as it would have to lose Emmett or Simon. Yeah. I but think... strategic-wise, Emmett and Simon could still still take control from here, I reckon. I don't think they're down and out. No, the only way to truly kill them is get rid of one of them. I think they can... Yeah, Phil was 28, by the way. 28. Um, but... Uh... I think Emmett and Simon, I think, yeah, I sort of agree where I think we can see them come back and build up a lot more. I think if they if they kept Gavin around, it, w- it would have been a lot better because, A, look, he's not as physical as the younger guys, but still oh, he's yeah, a pretty sure. good physical asset. Mm-hmm. And second, he is probably, I don't know if it would have changed once Emmett or Simon were out of the picture, but he was not that big of a strategic threat. Oh, especially with his blunder in the in his first travel council, I don't think it was a big strategic threat at all. If it was a little closer to merge, I would have called it a good move. But yeah. I think at this point it just wasn't necessary, and I think Emmett or Simon were safer bets to get rid of. Yeah, but mm, it's just you know interesting in that aspect. Yeah, you know, whether or not. But we've seen the AFL legend head off as both of us predicted. As we predicted. So, yeah. I guess I also just, you know, that sort of cat recaps, you know, the thoughts in the three episodes. What do we think of the week overall? What are we thinking? I think it was a good introduction to I the think it was. I think it was a good start. I, I think, think they sort of avoided a lot of our worries that we did have. I think the challenges they haven't exactly fixed. I know I'm. Um, Chris in our YouTube comments uh, said this as well after the first episode went to air. Mm. Uh, Chris in our YouTube comments said that they hadn't that our concerns were sort of starting to pop up again. I think they're simmering a little bit in terms of the challenges and the balance. It's getting better as it goes on. It's but, getting uh, better. I'm still, still we've very only wary. seen a very small fraction. Every single broad challenge has been poor. I'm but very it's wary. Getting still. better. Yeah, but I think. I do- 
I'm going to watch it pretty keenly next week because oh, sure. it's, it still isn't there in my opinion. It's better, but it just still isn't there. They need to even the playing field a little more with the Raw Challenges. Like, yeah. of course, if you could choose which of the two challenges to be more balanced, you'd obviously pick immunity because in the long run that has a big impact. But it'd be nice to be see. It'd be nice to see, um, you know, brains win a reward because I think again, same thing happened. Champions contenders where the contenders did win a few immunity challenges, but I don't think they won in a. Well, they probably won one, but they barely won any uh, reward challenges yeah. all the way till merge. Yeah, I think yeah. So next week I'm going to watch the challenges quite especially those reward challenges like you said because those are shitters in terms of balance terrible um in terms of the celebrities they haven't been bad as we thought they would be it's been alright it's been underplayed they haven't Um, gone like oh my god um AFL legend Gavin like it was mentioned here and there but it was never really brought up too heavily Okay, well, here's the thing. It seems like they're still sort of doing that stuff in the promos. Oh, absolutely. I'm not watching a lot of the promos. I'm here to watch the show, and at least in the show itself, it seems totally fine. The way the show is good. I'm fine with how they've handled the celebrity status of some of their people. Andrew hasn't been mentioned at all as a celebrity, and I respect that. I really like He hasn't promoted his tour at all. Could that change next week? Maybe. Maybe. But I don't think it will. I think... They've been very cautious about how they've casted celebrities, and I think they've, they've done it in a way where it's marketable, but it doesn't impact the show itself. Yeah. And I think that's I'm, I'm, I'd still prefer yeah, more I'm, celebrities. I'm fine with the, the trade-off that, you know, the you know promos and all the promotional material can seem a little bit obnoxious if the show itself is un- unaffected. Yeah. Because, again, as I said, I'm not here to watch, you know, ad breaks on different shows where they're hyping up Survivor, yeah. I'm here to just watch the show, right? Exactly. And as long as the show, the final product is unaffected, I'm okay with that. It is still a little flashy, like we thought it would be. Um, they seem to have these these really strange graphics at the start of each day, yeah. like day three or whatever, and like some I, B-roll. Yeah, because in, in this like, season, the, the day counter, full screen, as opposed to like in previous seasons where it was just in the corner a little bit. But I will say... Yeah, no, no, no. The shots they're getting of Clon Curry are beautiful. Oh, they they're nice. They just look amazing. So good on it them just, for that. They've really shown off the landscape really well. I yeah, really it just like feels that. a little a little too dramatic. Like we don't need these massive B roll shots with dramatic like yeah, day six babies, day six motherfucker. Like we don't yeah. need it. <laughs> just chuck just it in the corner again, like you did last year yeah. and the year before and the year before and the year before and the year before. It's not hard it's like it was fine like what it doesn't add suspense for me i'm not sure about anyone else well i think at least as we get a little further on into the show it will emphasize the length a little bit more because australian survivor is a fair chunk longer than american i know in the past australian season we're 48 in the past australian has been i think 51 uh, season one and wrong. two and maybe three, I believe, were 55, and then four no, and five 50. were 50, Mate. and this is 48. Yeah, this is 48. American's whole shtick is 39 days. Um, so I think it maybe it helps emphasize the length over American a little more. Yeah. 
at least just emphasizing that length in general a little more. Um, <clears throat> I would have liked to see another 55-day season this year. But I think the reason I understand why logi yeah, logistically that wasn't going to work this year. And I think the reason why it's actually a little uh, a little shorter is they might be doing you know Final 3 Tribal instead of Final 2. It's a possibility. I... Um, it's never been... It, we haven't done it yet in Australia. We haven't done it yet, which is why I, I think this season could be the season due to the shorter. We'll think about it this way. Oh, oh, it's just, if we've had these sort of 55, 50, and final two tribal councils, if you're eliminating one less person, 48 seems about the perfect number. And I guess it is... Yeah, hang on, because... um. 24 castaways, 48 days. That's a castaway every two days. But the last couple of days are, of course, you know, that little Different. final stretch. Yeah. So okay. I reckon we could be in for a final three because of it. I don't think we'll see a final three. I'd really like to see one because final threes are very exciting, but I don't think we'll see it. But I think that's a... We can I'm going to make the call final the... three. You're calling yeah. final three? All right. I'm calling final three. Evan has called final three. I don't think we'll see a final three, but I re really would. And I guess we'll see who's right at the end of the season. But, um, That's a wager going. And I guess speaking of final season predictions, sorry, not I think players that I'm interested in watching, Um, these are the people who I think at the moment have a pretty decent game and have a good shot. Flick, like I mentioned before, she's mm -hmm. very powerful. She's lined up a lot of um, uh, friendships, I guess. Yeah. And nobody is suspecting her. I think she's a very strong player she right doesn't, now. She doesn't seem like a threat, I guess, in the grand scheme of things, and at least to the other players. Yeah. But she seems to have a lot of potential, potential, and she seems very grounded as well, which is yeah. a massive asset. I'm really liking her right now. I think she's got a really good shot. Um, oh, yeah. Of course, she hasn't gotten too much screen time. I think the most she's gotten was episode three. But mm. so I'm really liking the look of her right now. So at the moment, sure. she's my main one to watch. Uh, and the other one, I guess I wanted to watch a little bit was um was Big D, because I think if that wasn't a coincidence, I think that could, that's a lot more unstable than I think my Blick um call is. I'm not saying these are the ones yeah. that'll win. These are just the ones that I'm feeling really good at right now. I think yeah. Big D, he, I think he's got a good idea of what he's doing, but of course I think that could change next week depending on how uh, he performs in tribals. Because I think the last two tribals, he's done pretty well for himself. He's lined himself up solidly, and he did mm. give himself away in the most recent tribal, so I'm interested in looking at him next week. Yeah, and if that thing, you know, that sort of play that we, you know, we think he did wasn't a coincidence... That, that, you know, if he has more of that in his arsenal, that could be very exciting. Absolutely. Looking at Brains people, because I know you've talked a lot about Braun, even though we've only seen one Brains tribal, um, at the moment, Mitch has himself in a good position, but I think he could come undone either in a couple more tribals at the Brains tribe, or I feel like he could butt heads if swapped into a majority Braun sort of tribe. Or not even Jory, just a couple of one. I feel like he could butt heads. But I feel like most I of the brains haven't gotten a lot of screen time so far because no. we've only seen them at one tribal council, and that was mainly the was George Way and Mitch show. As well. Yeah, it was yeah. a basic tribal council. I think it was the least exciting one of the week. 
So I don't think we haven't seen a lot of strong players from Brains. I would like to see George stick around, not because I like him, just because I think he's funny to have. And if he does make it far, that'll be an absolute pisser. Like that'll be hilarious. Except I think his I think he's most likely to be gone next week, if not the week after. There's no way he's staying on that brains. The only thing that will save him is a swap. Yeah, he could he could actually, you know, sort of I feel like he'll never actually be in control because I feel like if he does no, get in amongst not. some brawn, I feel like if he does get in amongst some bronze people, he will keep that ego. But I feel like they'll sort of view him as a sort of like the little pet. Like, oh, look at him! Like he's it's yeah. like a chihuahua, like yappy, yeah, like really aggressive at times. But it's like, oh, you're cute. Like you can't actually do anything, right? Yeah, I think we saw a little bit of that sort of in just the camp life with George. The fact that he didn't like eating, like, the rice and lentils, I think. That was like, he, so like, funny. Oh, my way, God. The way he was just kind of making a fool of himself when everyone was getting fish. Just, like, he, he just like, sort of seems one. to... Yay! <laughs> like, while he is kind of annoying, I think he almost has the same sort of role at the brain's trap of being that little yappy chihuahua. He, he'd be the same at Braun as well, I think. He'd say, so... Yeah. Yeah. I just I think he's gone next week or the week after. I don't oh, see yeah. him staying that long. And I Me guess either. um and I think I think Mitch is in a because I think something we haven't seen from the Brains tribe is a clear leader, like someone who's ruling the Brains tribe. I yeah, think so Mitch, Mitch seems influential. Mitch is the closest, seems... but will we see him lean more into that next week? And I don't think we will because he doesn't want to seem like a threat and George is already throwing his name out there. And regardless of how annoying everyone finds George, I think I think Mitch will come undone, but George mm. is definitely not going to be the one to do it. Well, I'm definitely hoping that he will lean into sort of more of like a leadership role because he definitely does seem to sort of have a lot of influence at this point and he seems to have good relationship a good relationship with a lot of people in the tribe. Yeah. I don't know if he's willing to actually either make any like ruthless or cutthroat or insane plays using that influence. I think he'll sort of be very passive about it. But I'm really hoping he sort of leans into it a little bit more, starts cooking up some things that are a little more interesting. Because of course, the only thing we've seen from him so far is Bootway. Uh, yeah, which hasn't even happened. Which hasn't happened. But of course that only happened because George had that advantage. George had that advantage. Um, um. But I think I think Mitch is in a really good position, like you said before. Oh yeah. I think he's a decent lock for merge. I I'd I'd say he could hang around a little bit if he doesn't rub any brawns the wrong way with an inevitable swap. Okay. I don't know when that's going to happen, but um I think it could happen eventually. I think he'd settle very well into the bronze, though. Because obviously he is quite physically able. I think he'd settle quite he well is. into the bronze. But, but um, I think he just has a certain personality that has the potential to rub them the wrong way. Yeah, and of I course can't really explain swap, it more than that. If there was a swap and they got rid of all the brains, um, Mitch is the first one to go out of like the brawny people if there was a swap. Uh, I, of course. But I think he's a decent lock for Merge, and... I don't know. I wouldn't put money on that. But I, at the moment, he's looking pretty good for Merge. I know it's very h hard to make these calls right now because, again, there's still 
what is it? It's been one week. 21 people in the game. But I, he's looking yeah. really good at the moment. Out of all the brains, I think he's the one to watch, but I still don't think he matches my sort of watch of watchable factor of um, uh, Big D and Flick. Uh, well, yeah, no doubt he's the one to watch, but the other thing I will say about that is we still haven't really seen a lot of the brains tribes. There probably are some more people to watch in there that just yeah. haven't gotten any screen time yet, mainly because... They've only been in one tribal, and the one tribal they were in was incredibly basic and boring. Yeah, I guess we just haven't seen much of the brains this week, because of course, um, once that immunity challenge happens, uh, the tribe going to tribal is the one that gets the screen time for the rest of the episode. Of course, yeah. You get like a little bit of a celebration, like woohoo, like we did it, like yeah. you know, a bit of a circle so, jerk, but like... It's, it's almost all the tribe that's going to tribal. And I think we haven't yeah. gotten the opportunity to see much of the brains, um, and I'd like to see more of them. But I think at the moment the brawn players are the most interesting to watch right now. But of course that'll probably oh, yeah. change. And I, I guess George, mainly because mm. he is so loud and so noticeable. Like you said. Yeah. Were there any players you were thinking of watching next week, specifically? Um, other than anyone I've already mentioned, I think, oh, uh, maybe going back to Braun, maybe Kez, I'm interested to see where she goes from the idol play. Yeah. If she sort of picks up some more steam or continues at the momentum she is going, I reckon she could be a potential threat. Um, but if she sort of backs down after the whole experience, then oh, that'd be a little unfortunate. Um, but I see, I definitely see a good, a a fairly strong alliance between her and Flick emerging that could be very interesting to watch. Yeah, I think I think everyone's in everyone in the Brawn tribe is set up really well. There's just the brains that I think we need some more time to get a grasp of. But um, and also something I'm worried a little bit about next week: advantages. How many more are they going to throw in? Because I think we've had, yeah. there's a point where they lose their impact, and I think it's already very quickly approaching that. The fact that they've already used two is a sign. Yeah. But, um, look, the fact that one of the most interesting tribals so far was one where there weren't any advantages, you know, with that whole Janelle thing, I'm hoping we see more of that so that we don't have any more advantages thrown in there. Yeah. And no doubt there will be more of that. Um, I don't think it's too big of a concern because... They haven't really run too wild with it in the past, except that one Shan idol plant that just really that you know, so... infuriated I... me. We're going to see it again. We're going to see it again. <clears throat> it just but... depends how bad it is. I th well, I don't think we're going to see that level of... Oh, and I guess another thing that of producer meddling that I noticed. Um, one of Janelle's talking heads in episode two, you could tell that was stitched together. It was so obvious. Oh, they're all stitched together. I don't yeah. think that's a secret. But Janelle, like, it just feels like with a lot of the producer meddling, the narrative crafting, it feels like they're just not trying as hard to hide it. I think it's just a changing climate just in general that means they, they don't really have to hide it as much. Although, look, it, it, it doesn't seem too bad. Yeah. I will say, it, at least the game itself seems fairly natural, apart from, you know, I don't think the idol was too bad. 
<clears throat> the there's nothing was okay. that was guaranteeing. The... There's nothing guaranteeing that uh, she could have picked it up very covertly, which she ended up doing. The advantage was the only very obviously planted, and of course, when it's one of those ones where you have to play it that night, or at least next tribal. Yeah. Of course, it's going to be there to spice things up because there was no guarantee that Kez would play her her idol. Yeah. Um, I just I just don't want to get advantage fatigue. Because, again, they lose their impact at some point. And the way they're going right now, it is going to lose that impact very quickly. And it I, has the opportunity. And, like, idols being in play and being in the game and those advantages are always so interesting. But so far we've seen two. One had to be played at the tribal and the other one was anyway. Yeah. It just feels a bit... I don't know. It feels like they're forcing it a little too much and i'd like to see them lay off that a little more but of course we say all of this and um can't really change any of it <laughs> no one that can change any of, of it is listening so yeah. you know i just think i'd want to see that next week and I, I guess the challenge balancing we'll see a bit more of and i think we'll start to see more alliances form next week as well because this week has yeah. been a bit easy on the alliance forming at least in the brains aspect, yeah. But um, other than that, was there anything else you wanted to add? I don't think so. Did you cover everything when you talked about like the softness of the season earlier? Because I know the family photos was the main draw for that. But yeah, it was, was just sort of else. that and just... No, that and sort of the food, they're adding. If, if you want to add something a little more on the softness, I guess there is sort of the fact that there aren't the same amount of forageables that they would have in a tropical climate. They don't have That's coconuts fair. and papayas. They can just pull off trees and eat. So I guess maybe they do have to throw in a little bit more of that sort of food in the rewards just to sort of keep them going. But other than that, I don't, yeah. I don't think there's anything else to add. Yeah. Well, I think next week is going to be one where we start to see the game rev up a little more, and I'm very excited to see it. And again, castaways, if any of them listened to the hour and 37 minutes of this so far, <laughs> that's, yeah. Um, hit us up, evanandfreddy.com. Um, we know Channel 10 probably has you all under NDAs right now until the end of the season, yeah. as we saw with Phil. But, um, you know, that'd be kind of cool. And uh, I guess yeah. we can also mention uh, we have a Twitter and a Patreon. If you want to pay for this, the Patreon will get you early episodes, I believe. Evan, you're the one that set that up. Do you want to talk a bit about yeah, that? Yeah, uh, Patreon tiers. Um, basically, sort of what we're offering is uh, we're recording this on the Wednesday after, you know, the last night's, you know, final episode for the week. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I believe there's a tier there that will get you the episodes as soon as we're done, you know, sort of mixing and editing them. So usually Thursday um, you know, or Friday, a day or two. Usually early. Thursday. You know, these would go up, you know, usually Saturday. Um, that's their mm. scheduled release date just before that episode on Sunday. Um, also, there's sort of tiers, you know, to sort of get our thoughts, you know, right after the episodes airs. Yeah. Um, and also, of course, you know, a little bit of credits at the end of our podcast segment. But yeah, we'll do a little read out that, of your name. <laughs> we'll read out. But yeah. Um, uh, and know, we have the Twitter that, as well, which we might do some that. live tweeting from as well during the episode, maybe if we have burning thoughts on it. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, if you want to get in touch with us, you know, you can either hit us up on Twitter or, you know, check out the website, evanandfreddy.com. 
little contact page there. Can, or you can email us directly at um, mail at evanandfreddy.com. Yeah. And, yeah, so all the links are at evanandfreddy.com. And we have the Patreon, yeah, Patreon there. there. All of our podcast links are um, email contact. Uh, and, yeah, so I think this is our first actual episode as well, which is kind of exciting. Yeah. We had a lot to unpack. Um, I'm sure there'll be a lot more to unpack in future episodes. Yeah, this is um, also yeah. the length of our first episode too. And yeah, but we're, we're also very curious to hear any of your thoughts. So again, you know, if you want yeah. to hit us up, you can hit us up at, you know, DM, DM us on Twitter, you know, at Evan and Freddy, or, you know, yeah. the email. Email, um, YouTube comment section. Um, yeah. Well, because, you know, we did, shit, Chris, if you're watching this again for some <clears throat> reason, thanks for coming back. Um <laughs> but yeah um just hit us up wherever we are at evan and freddy evan and freddy.com and the youtube channel um which has comments which i don't think any podcast platforms actually have but um i guess with that thanks for listening to an hour and 40 minutes thanks for us. yeah yeah uh we love you um, as always I know it's a lot. <laughs> yeah hopefully this one was a bit more interesting because we weren't just cast profiles this time yeah we've got we've got some actual good stuff to talk about yeah but um yeah. thanks for watching for the people that have stuck this long, thanks for thanks for listening this long. You know, we really appreciate that someone actually cares about what we have to say. Mm. Um, if you did like what you heard, um, please share the podcast around. We'd love to get some more people listening. Um, yeah. You know, that's always a bit of fun. And um, thanks very much for the early support. I guess and listening to an hour and forty-one minutes of two teenagers talk about Survivor with probably crappy audio um oh yeah i need a better microphone for sure <laughs> i guess that's what the patreon money can go to if we get any but um oh uh, if, if, if anyone's that generous if we do get any yeah we'll save up but um thank you very much and next week will be one to watch and we'll see you next saturday or earlier we'll see you we'll see you next saturday yeah for more talking survivor with me, Evan, and, and Tim Curry. Anyway. <laughs> All right. See you later, everyone. Bye-bye. See you next week.